all you dads and dads to be out there. It is Davo here with another episode of the Fearless Fathers Podcast, the growing fatherhood podcast so you could break generational traditions that no longer serve you, so you could be a better father person and just overall human being in the long run. It's just me rocking today. I let Ryan get the day off, but I have a great guest with us today. He's a good friend of mine. I've known him for many, many years back when I was in the metal band scene. He was our first sponsor, our only endorsement, but you know what, though? It was all right in my mind. I have with us today Mike Hatcher from the uh, from the state of Ohio, I guess we'll, we'll say, because, you know, Ohio's just kind of there. But uh, Mike agreed to sit down with us. He has He has an amazing story to share with us today. He's big into... He's getting big into the life coaching business. He's gone through a lot. He's an entrepreneur. He's big into paranormal investigation, all this amazing stuff. So Mike was like, yo, let's let's talk. And I'm like, let's do it. So here we are. We're on the show. Mike, I want to welcome you to being on the podcast, man. It's awesome, awesome to have you on, man. Hey, I'm glad to be here, man. I know uh, we were talking a little bit backstage. Um, I've checked out your podcasts, you know, quite a few, and um Definitely, definitely enjoyed watching your your growth on this podcast um, and your mission behind it. You know, as you just mentioned, you know, being a life coach, uh, it's great to see many podcasts coming out that are focusing on mental health, focusing on um, change and creating a whole new path in life. And, you know, it's great to finally have one that's focused on men, you know, where... <laughs> We're supposed to be these burly, hairy, you know, alcoholic men and who just work all day and night, you know, and, and really that's that's not what, not what life is. It's not what it's about. It's really not. Fuck no. No, I, I appreciate you saying that, man. It's wild because I remember Ryan and I just recorded an episode. I don't know if it's going to be out yet, not when this podcast drops. But we were talking about like wanting to like get rid of old episodes, old podcast episodes when we first started. And it's like. No, fuck that. Like, that's the growth. That's where we came from. Like, you, you look at what we started or where we are. It's it's wild what, what's happened in just two years' time for small incremental growth. With everything, you know, yeah. it, it's phenomenal to see the, the software upgrades, the, the way that we're able to communicate with people. You know, um, we were just talking backstage about my own closing line. Yeah. Um, you remember I had the radio station. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have StreamYard then. Everything was ran Facebook Live. Everything was ran through shitty servers. And now, you know, we got these generations coming up 10 years younger than us who they're getting all this shit handed to them that we struggled hard. Like, we had the dial-up internet. We had the low Wi-Fi, you know. We paved the way for these kids. And, and, you know, it's good to see, um, like, I don't know how long – how long or or how far apart our age is. Um, But I'll be 38 this year. So yeah, we're not far off. We're only like five years apart from each other. It's crazy. (laughs) Oh, so yeah, it's not, it's not bad. It's, but you see the way everything is just being handed to these young kids, you know, it's go out, make a YouTube channel, go out, do this, go out. And it's, it's scary to see. You know, even as a dad, I try to keep my kids away from TikTok. I try to keep my kids away from Instagram. I try to. Unfortunately, you can't. You just can't. You can't. You can't. Like no. that. That's that's the issue right now. Like my kid's four years old and he's loving playing Dad Switch, playing on his tablet, doing all this, and it's like, I want to give him that because like I'm a massive gamer and I love technology and I've been in, I've been imbued with it. Like I remember my old '90s computer. 
like I just remember having like the '90s computers and all that. Like when like '94, '95 came out, I was so stoked about it. And then you see it like today, like when we started the podcast two years ago, like you're talking about that growth and like building. Like when I started the podcast, I've shared the picture of it, of my first little setup with a six foot table, my eight year old laptop and like a a fucking space heater that I used as as a desk on top of it to help keep me warm and stuff. And it's like, you know, you look at all that kind of stuff and you look at the incremental growth and you look at where technology is today. Like it's a scary situation where we're at because it's so uncharted when the waters are when you're dipping in but it's also mm-hmm. really really inviting too it's it's really almost organic and really it, it's just, it's really hard to explain but it just feels so right in a sense yeah it it, it does you know even even from uh, my perspective you know i uh i hate learning new stuff like i love learning new stuff but if something's there you know don't randomly like facebook constantly changing right now I can't stand running Facebook businesses with their pages. It's right. You have to go to a third party app to do this, a third party app to do, and it, it gets so confusing. And, um, but I think, I, I, I think, you know, technology wise, I don't see it ever stopping. It's always going to get better somewhere, somehow. Um, but there was something that you had said. I wanted to, bring up and, and, oh, you know, talking about growth, talking about um, podcasting and, and doing what you do, you know, and I actually, I, I tell a lot of people this and, and, and you'll hear it from a lot of people who say, oh, numbers are nothing. We don't care about numbers. And that's, that's bullshit. Everybody cares about numbers. Right. But when you actually sit back and stop caring about numbers, um, you'll actually notice a bigger growth in what you're doing. You'll notice a bigger growth in yourself because you stop caring about what other people are doing. You stop caring about what other people are saying and you start focusing on what your mission is. That's what's most important. Um, and, and I know you've got that mindset and uh, just growing this podcast. I know absolutely, you know, keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> No, I appreciate you saying that, man. And it's wild that you said that too, because I remember when we started Fearless Fathers back in April of COVID. It was 2020. Me and Ryan started this podcast. And I remember constantly after our first couple episodes went live, I'm on Podbean like every day, like every hour on the hour checking out our podcast stats. I was like infatuated with them. Like how many people are checking us out? What's going on? And then I just remember like points where I'm like, why, why are we not growing? Why, why, like the numbers, it's good quality content. Like what the hell is going on? But you're absolutely right in that point where you start something new and the numbers do matter because to you, that means growth. That means success, but it depends on the quality of the numbers. And I think that's what a lot of people get hung up on when it comes to things is what quality are you delivering? If you only have one person who's listening each week, then you're delivering high quality value to that person. Eventually, exactly. eventually, that's going to grow and that's that's going to build. Now I'm only but checking at the end stats. of the day. Yeah, right, right. But at the end of the day, ultimately, what needs to happen is you need to put out high quality material, a high quality message, and a high quality episode for yourself. Are exactly. you happy with it? If exactly. you're not happy with it, then why are you doing it? And and yeah. those people that care about their numbers, if their numbers aren't what they're expecting. And they quit doing what they're doing. Well, then they weren't happy about doing it in the first place. 
No, because all they cared about was the numbers. And it goes back to like this whole technology, you know, talking about technology and how it's a great thing, but it's also an evil thing because we've grown so accustomed to the likes and the dislikes and the heart reacts and the numbers. Like I remember going with the podcast, like a new guy would be like, oh, six months ago I launched my podcast. I got 10,000 downloads in the first month. I'm like, like that's almost debilitating when you hear that, but you're like, I'm fucking happy for you. That's amazing. But it's like, what can I do better? What can I learn to grow? And that's where it really comes into understanding who you are, what your mission is, and really niching down on what it is that you want for not just yourself, but if we're, t- we're talking the podcast here, but we're going to talk a lot more today, but what you want for more people. And I think when you put that idea of, I'm doing this for my, I'm being selfish today so I can be selfless for others. That, that's a big phrase yeah. that I love to use. And I think when you go into that mindset of being selfish for myself and doing the things that matter most, that's going to allow me to help more people down the road. And, and it's funny you said that because that is honestly life coaching 101. That is life yeah. coaching to a T is yeah. be selfish. You, you have to be. Um, your happiness, Dave, at the end of the day is not your wife's responsibility. It's not your child's responsibility. It's not your boss. It's yours. It's how you want to perceive the day um, and your life and your wife's happiness. Same thing. Not your responsibility. It is her responsibility to make within reason. Like you got to be happy together. You got to be happy. There's um, got to be that support structure involved. But right. Ultimately, you, take you have to like, for instance, my wife, she'll she'll she went out. Um, what was it? A week ago. She just bought a new Jeep two years ago. Two years ago, she bought a new Jeep. I was like, babe, go get a new car. I drove her car once. Um, Oh, geez. I hadn't drove it in years, but I drove her car one day, and I'm driving it to work, and I come home, and I look at her, and I go, go get a new car. That's a piece of shit. I am embarrassed for you. And it was a brand new. It was 2014, but it was a piece of shit. It was a Ford. Um, But I looked at it. So two days later, she comes home in a brand new Jeep. Brand new Jeep. So last week, she's like, man, I found this Jeep Grand Cherokee that I want. I found it's bigger. It's got all the nice bells and whistles. You just got a new car, so I'm going to get a new car. And I looked at her. I was like, babe, I can tell you every reason that you shouldn't get one, but it's your decision. I can't tell you yes, and I won't tell you no. This is, can you afford these payments? So there are times that my wife will actually come to me and say, babe, I need you as a coach, not a husband. Um, and that's what she did in this situation. And I told her, I was like, you know, she, you, you, she's been complaining about her job, about how she wants to maybe find something else. She, she's a postal carrier. So, right, um, right. she wants to stay for the benefits. She wants to stay for the retirement, but she's not happy there. So I told her, I was like, you have, you're going to be making sacrifices no matter what decision you make. If you decide to leave your job, you're stuck with the Jeep you have now. If you want that new Jeep, you're stuck with that job that you're wanting to get out of. But ultimately that decision is yours and I can't tell you what to do. Um, and that, and that's really what, what it comes down to is, is you gotta be selfish. You, you, you gotta put yourself first. I remember – it's funny that you said that. I have two points on that on that point alone about 
having a shitty job and wanting to stay for the benefits and stuff. And I've talked about this at fucking length on this podcast over two years. So wait till you wait till you hear about my work here. I can't wait to tell you. I'll probably get men being like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Wonderful, wonderful. Let's go. <laughs> So the first one is I remember like I always talked about I worked for the federal government for five years. I, I loved the fact that I was in job security. I hated the fucking job. I was like, this is the American dream. This is what people strive for. I have it. And then it was wild when I got sick, when I had all my issues, I looked at my wife and I said, babe, like I need to stop working. Like I physically can't go into work. I can't do this anymore. And she goes, well, if that's what you need to do, I support you. I understand it. And I'll tell you what, Mike. The moment that I told my boss I'm no longer coming into work again, all this stress, all this bullshit went away, and, and I had no lifeline. The, like, the only lifeline I had was some short-term disability payments. We lived off of my wife's one salary with a six-month-old at the house during COVID. And I'm just like – we were the happiest. We were the most financially set in that entire year before all my well, VA claims and all that. Let me ask you a personal question, and you don't have to answer it. Yeah, go ahead. Wow, we're open here, man. I Let's know go. we do. Do you get behind on bills when that happens? You know what? It's funny that you say that. Since I stopped working, we have never been behind on bills. It's, since, it's sad, isn't it? Yeah. Since <laughs> I stopped stressing so much about the money and where it's going to come from, and I, I live, like, my big motto is money flows fluid and free. That is a motto I've had. That's a motto I continue to use. And ever since I've lived by that motto, it's been one of those things where we, we don't worry about bills. Like bills are on auto pay. And we're like, okay, yeah, bills are paid. Cool. Like we, we don't worry anymore from when we had $5 yeah. in our checking account with both of us working. But then another hey, – uh, the other point that I had too, I just saw this reel like three days ago on the day that's recording. It was Gary Vaynerchuk was doing a book signing and one of the guys was like, Yo, man, I just quit my job like Thursday. He goes, congratulations. He goes, well, what would you say to somebody that just quit their job? He goes, were you happy there? He goes, no, I fucking hated it. He goes, then I would tell that person congratulations because now you're able to do something and move forward from that. And you, you're you going to have more clarity than you would being stuck in, in a job that you can't stand. Right. Absolutely. Um, no, I love my job. I, I, I'm a jack of all trades, to be honest. Um, but I, I was telling you about my work here. I love my work here. You know, I know we, uh, we come from a generation or just really whatever you want to call it, where men have to be the money maker. Men right. have to be the breadwinners. No, not at all. Um, my wife makes way more money than I do. And I'll tell you what, I don't give a shit. I don't because that's her choice. That's her life. Um, myself, I work seasonal. I work March through November. I'm off. Well, I can work anywhere between March to October or November and have three to four months off out of the year. It sucks. I'm taking a huge, like I did the math the other day. That's about twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 I'm losing out of the year. But you know what? That is three out of four months out of the year that I can get work done on the house. I can work on my paranormal. I can travel. I can film. Um, and I, I think it, it's needed. Yeah. I could go to, I could go work winter hours and make $5 more an hour if I wanted to, but I don't want to. <laughs> it's not worth it to me. I'd rather, I, I get to spend time with my kids. I get to spend time with my daughter. Um, so, you know, that, that's my work here. I, I work maybe six months out of the year and I don't give a shit about the rest. <laughs> 
And I think that's awesome because then you get that you get that clarity, you get that away from the job, and you're not so stressed about it. And then you get that great family time. You get to be the stay at home dad and play with the kids and do all this crazy yeah. shit. So like we're talking all about this. Like, give us an idea of where you kind of came from. Because I, I know your story, but I want the listeners to kind of understand where your story came from, like where this mindset shift really fucking happened. Well, you, we go way back. We yeah. go a, a, a long way back. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, with Rain Clothing, um, you guys were the second time Rain was around. Okay. Um, we launched originally in like 2006, 2007. Okay. Um, and then we, we stopped the, the decline in clothing lines and music there there's there's no clothing lines and music now like it was in 2000 like that metal core like, like the, the golden age of metal. Yep. yeah 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 like that was the, the the best time to have a clothing line um and then we kind of watched the trend die down and so we disappeared um and then it started picking up again and we came back with a different message um you know trying to focus more on streetwear and music but it just, it wasn't picking up. It wasn't, you know, I, I was working in a fucking, I was a store manager at Zoomies, you know? So <laughs> then there's me. I want to bring my clothing line back. Like, this is rad. I want to do it again. And it, it just didn't come to fruition. It didn't, you know, Aaron, I love him to death. A great, one of my best friends. Um, I got tired of, I was living vicariously through him. Okay. my honesty. Um, he was paying, he paid for everything. He paid for all of the merch, paid for all the travel, paid for um, work tour events, paid. Like, I'd never spent a dime on the clothing line. Um, so we kind of, he was building this thing pretty much for me. We ended up stopping it. Um, it stopped abruptly. It just kind of, it yeah. didn't feel like it was our thing anymore. I remember, you know, I remember when radio, that happened. Yeah. Even with the radio, like I loved doing the radio, but it was just me, <laughs> you know, it was just me drunk sitting behind my desk doing stupid interviews. And, um, it, the, sometimes the passion's just not there when it's yourself, right? you know, and, and you see this lack of, you do so much for people, you do so many things, but in turn, none of these people are doing anything for you. So I kind of stopped doing it. I was like, you know what, this just isn't it. Um, wife and I moved, had a baby. We bought our first house and, and we put a lot of work into it. Well, we didn't buy it yet. Uh, we had put a lot of work into the house we were going to buy. Um, but I walked away from it. I told her, no, we're, we're moving somewhere else. So we bought a different house and uh, just really been growing the family. Um, do you want any specifics? So like, <laughs> like, so like take, take us through like, cause obviously you've been in the entrepreneurial space for so many years now. And like, you've done so many different things with the radio, with rain and clothing twice and, and you're still broke. <laughs> right. I mean, that, that's the, uh, that, that's the overall for an entrepreneur. Right. right. That, that's the whole point. You got to be broke to make money. Right. <laughs> take us through like, what, what was your mindset like going from rain leaving? And then I remember you had the radio show and I remember I always tune into that. And then like the, and then like the radio show ending and it's like, like what, what was your mindset going through that? Like, what did you feel like? Was there even any fucking like point in doing any of this anymore? It's funny. Uh, you say that cause I am actually sitting on a clothing line release that I want to do here soon. Ooh, um, all right. 
but it it's one of those that you it's i'm going in it with no partner like i don't have aaron this time right so i'm actually sitting down doing it legally myself finding the best options the best routes um and the mission behind that alone i i think you and i can talk about this one off off air uh, because it'll definitely pique your interest but yeah when 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 we ended rain it, it, it sucks every time you end something that, you know, that's when you play music, people know you for that. When you're mm-hmm. in a, running a clothing line, people know you for that. Um, so it, it, it sucks. You know, you, you start losing a lot of the friends that you made in that scene. You start losing yeah. a lot of the people that you met. Yeah. So when you, when you transfer over into a, a, another field, uh, well, I can't really say another field. I've been involved in the paranormal off and on for about 10, 15 years. Okay. Um, yeah. But I got heavily into it. I, I, a friend of mine reached out to me and said, hey, I'm starting this paranormal team. I know you do paranormal. Um, let's go film a documentary. Let's, let, let's go You know, do this. I was all on board. I was like, cool. I sold all because I love paranormal. Like, There's nothing more fun and thrilling than visiting these architectural historical buildings being able to possibly capture the voice of an old president or somebody who's been you know in this location and i sold all my music equipment i was like i'm in i'm in (laughs) let's go i literally i walked away i walked away from music with no care no care about music um the clothing line was a little hard but i knew deep down if it was something that i really really wanted to do again i would but the paranormal is really, that's what changed my life. That's okay. what really turned everything around for me. So what, was it just more like the idea of like, now I have something so passionate. I have so many other people that are super passionate about this. I'm able to throw myself in full fro- like full force that like started flipping a switch for you? Oh, absolutely. Um, when you see, there's, there, there are many different facets or different areas of paranormal. Um, you have the mediums, you got the intuitives, you have people that go out and investigate. You have people that don't investigate, but they're still involved in the paranormal. Um, people that do root cause therapy, uh, people that do past life regressions. They tell you about your past life. And each one of these, when I started paranormal, I started following these different paths and things that people were telling me. Um, being told I'm a light worker down to yesterday, being told I had shaman abilities and capabilities and hearing that, you know, makes you, it makes you feel empowered. It makes you feel great to know that I have this ancestral energy, this ancestral power. Um, and, and, and a lot of times it is, it's like flipping that switch. It's, yeah, I, I, I don't know, be, becoming a life coach fell in my lap overnight. It was just something that i into it's wild because like I've, I've shared this on the podcast before and if you're new to the podcast you probably you probably haven't heard this but like i've wanted to be an entrepreneur since i was five years old that has been a dream of mine since i was a kid and and i remember going through the whole story i'm not going to share the whole story of how fearless fathers became but i remember one night i'm laying in bed and like i used to have like these when i'm drifting off like i would think i'm on shark tank and trying to pitch to like mark cuban and shit and one day it just it just clicked that like fearless fathers came i'm like holy fuck, like 
I'm really good at talking to people. I'm really outgoing. Manifesting that. I, I, I'm manifesting all of my good qualities that people said you could never do in a business aspect because it's like all you could do is radio and you need a degree for radio. I'm like, well, what the fuck? Like, what else am I going to do? You know, and, th- and then I realized like my potential, like I, I don't have passion in anything else other than one, helping a ton of people when I can, where I can, and two, talking to people like we are today. And that apparently has paid off because we have listeners and I have other guests that are like, damn, you're actually really fucking good at this. So, And that's all life coaching is, is being right. able to listen, being able to talk. Um, I, it's huge. So where where did – because you said life coaching fell into your lap. So where – how would you say that story came that it kind of fell into your lap, so to speak? So you're going to you're gonna make me get personal here. Like, oh, oh we're, we're going personal today, <laughs> boy. Let's go. Let's go. All right. So this this is a story that, and I'll, I'll try and make it as brief as and easy sure. as possible. Um, I've only said I've only told this story once on one other podcast. I've never said it publicly on Facebook. Um, only very few friends know, very close friends and family know. Um, so one of my problems, and you know a lot about me. Um, right. I've been. Music, clothing line, paranormal investigating, traveling, filming. Um, I hate sitting still. I, I'm i not one to sit on the couch and play video games. I'm not one to sit on the couch and watch a movie. And that's just not me. Even with kids, like originally I wouldn't spend time with the kids. I wouldn't do anything with my wife. It was work, 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 edit, edit, edit. And the thing that sucks is that's what they tell you you have to do to grow a successful business. You do, but ultimately, I, the question is, what business? what's your business? Do you want your business to get big, or do you want your business to be solely, I just want to get on a computer and talk to somebody. I don't care how big it gets, you know? Right. Um, so I, I will say, I, I guess before I get down to the nitty-gritty personal stuff, um, I do make sure I do want, I do tell everybody that I don't want them forming a bad image or a bad Uh, thoughts about my wife um, because, you know, we're both guilty in this scenario and in this situation. So my wife was actually having an affair two years ago. Um, It broke me, like broke me Um, to the point I kicked her out of the house. I made her take the kids and leave. Um, I went down to the bar, got pissed ass fucking drunk, got in a fight with probably about a 500 pound man. And I'm barely pushing 200, so <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. Um, I didn't care, dude. I, I wanted right. to die. Sure. I was like, you know, I, I fell in love with my wife when I met her. At four, I was 14 when I met my wife. Um, she was 11 when we first met. So throughout the years, like, I've been chasing this girl. I've, I've been in love with her. And, uh, you know, throughout the beginning of our marriage, it, there was no seeing eye to eye. There was no communication. We didn't talk. I was a full-blown alcoholic. I can't tell you how many shows you probably watched on my radio station. I was just <laughs> fucking annihilated, dude. Right. Um, and that was me every day. I was a 6 to 24-pack a night drinker, get, drinking, going to work. Weekends, 12, 24-pack, two bottles of whiskey. It was bad. Um, always fighting. Like, I always found reasons to fight with my wife. Um, truth be told... And this is why I tell everybody not to form a judgment on my wife is I myself 
was very abusive. Never physically. I will, I will come out and say I've not, I, I grew up being abused. The one thing I can never do, like I don't, I'm not a fighter because I know what it's like to feel pain and I hate it. Um, always verbal, mental, emotional uh, towards my wife. And when I found out, you know, that she was having the affair, um, after a couple days, we, we sat down and we talked. We actually had an adult conversation. And she looked at me and said, you just don't have enough time for me. I don't like who you are. You're mean to me. I mentally cannot do this anymore. But she was begging me to stay. She was begging me to stay with her. Wow. Um, so after this happened, we, uh, there was a lot of resentment. There was a lot of arguing down the road, you know, doing the best I can to fix myself, change myself while trying to change each other. And a couple months later, we got into a fight and I was drunk and it was just one of those um, trigger moments. I just triggered into anger, like complete, um, kind of started destroying the house a little bit. And my wife called the cops. She looked at me and said, how would you feel if, if your daughter brought a man like you home? She's done. I was done that day. I went to work. Um, I started listening to a lot of podcasts, a lot of lectures involving um, the mind, the brain, um, doing shadow work, understanding where a lot of your issues really come from, from past lives, the way you were raised, the way we were taught. Um, that led me into learning about neuroplasticity, which is the rewiring of your brain. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, they say um, you're a, your brain isn't fully developed until 25. Yep. So after you hit 25, everything that you know, everything that you are, that's it. It can't be changed. Well, here I am at 37 telling you that's bullshit. It can be. And it, it's all, it all has to do with how you perceive things, how you look at things. Um, I looked at my wife's affair as, wow, I was really fucking up in my life. I was really fucking up something good. Um, and I, I, I looked at myself and I, I talked to my wife and I was like, you know, what, what good is going to come out of us getting a divorce? Honestly, what good is going to come from it? We're going to get a divorce. I'm going to go to the next girl. I'm still going to have the same issues, anger problems. I'm going to be a drunk. I'm probably going to be abusive to her just as I am you. And you're probably going to move on to the next guy and have the same issues that we have. So what's really happening? We're just doing the same thing with somebody else. Right. Right. Why not just fucking stop now? Stop now and move on. Move forward with every minute that you have in this moment. Um, so it really changed my mind. So I started studying neuroplasticity. I started understanding how to rewire the brain. Um, and a big, a big person to listen to if anybody's interested in that is Joe Dispenza. Right. That guy is I've a miracle. I've heard the name miracle. Um, so while doing that, I, I kept stumbling upon life coaching, life coaching, you know, it, they say, follow the sides. So I'm like, all right, let's see what life coaching is about. And, uh, 
in the process of doing coaching, I started noticing actual things about myself changing, my perception changing, my reality changing. I went from being this person who, um, drunk all the time. Like, yeah, you see me drinking a beer now, but that beer has been sitting here probably for about a week. (laughs) Um, it's, it's shit warm. It sucks. That's terrible right now. Um, (laughs) not a good German warm beer. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually from Cleveland. (laughs) Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Hey, it's great. Lake. Be nice. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I went from this full blown alcoholic, hating everybody, hating life, to not believing in God, having no religion to, I could, I can make a six pack last a week. I'm very spiritual. Um, do I still believe in God? I I can't say that I do, but I can't say that I don't. Um, but the changing of my perception on life and reality is definitely making me question something. Um, so yeah, that was, that was the personal story that really led me to changing my whole fucking life. You know what, Mike? (laughs) Honestly, and I've said this to so many guests on the podcast, and we've had so many guests that have shared first-time stories on the podcast like that, and it always brings me back to a point that we talked about in the beginning of this episode, that we're doing this for a fucking reason, that we do what we do here on this show for a reason, and that is to talk about this shit. You know, the, the fact that people, I like to call it your messy middle. Like I've heard that, you know, you've probably heard the guy Dean Graziosi. If you if you ever mm-hmm. heard about his stuff, I absolutely love that man. I've been following him on personal development journeys for years since I started this whole journey. And he's always talked about you need to be able to share your messy middle cuz people always talk about the beginning and they always talk about where you are, but nobody ever knows what the fuck goes on in between that. And it's because we're like why, so, why did you change? Right. What like what what mm-hmm. is the secret sauce? Like it didn't happen overnight. And people are like, oh, you just got lucky. It's like, no, I was a piece of shit. Like I could even say that. I say that myself. Like growing up, I was a piece we share similarities when it comes to, you know, being verbally abused and all that stuff. And I, I remember that being a kid and seeing where I was and then falling into the fatherhood aspect of like, I'm not a fucking provider. I'm not a man. I'm not this, like my kid's going to hate me. And I remember my low point springboarded me into a future. Thank you, honestly, for not just me, but like the other dads out there that are listening to this, that needed to hear that story of your messy middle, because I, I feel, I feel a lot of us take our, take our tough issues are are really bad issues and we're like we can't change who we are like you said you know once you're at 25 your brain fully develops like that's scientifically proven i think tony robbins said it best it's like your brain develops in 25 it could take you 30 years to rewire your brain you know what that's okay like you're never going to be perfect overnight and we've been talking about small incremental growth and taking it one step at a time like that that's that's really what it is. And like you said, getting into life coaching, you've learned more about yourself getting into the life coaching aspect. Like I have in this podcast, you telling your story brought back so many things as to why I'm doing what I'm doing and why you're doing what you're doing. And, you know, it becomes this collaborative effort between everybody that we could be like, oh shit, okay, we're not all different. Exactly. Even with, um, that's why I love this podcast is it's men. You know, it's very rare you have men that sit down and support each other. You know, men don't, we don't have cheerleaders. No. You know, we're supposed no. to be the, 
you know, the cheerleaders, we, we don't have them. Um, and the one thing that, that, um, I tell a lot of people and, and even, um, the listeners you have, <clears throat> whether they're older or younger is if you're in a relationship, like, and, and this is the one thing I put the test on my relationship is, um, stop working on the relationship. Don't work on your relationship. Work on yourselves separately. That is what will grow your relationship. I love Focus that. on yourself. Because if you can't come together in, in, in a way that you're supposed to without trying, then it's just not meant to happen. Um, and it goes back to being that selfish. It, it goes back to being selfish. It'll, it'll, if it's, it'll come together. If you and your wife work on your separate... Be, you think about it. You're making yourself happy. You go out and do the things you want. What do you do? You come home happy. Your wife goes out, does all the things she wants, comes home, she's happy. Um, and the one phrase I never use in my house is happy wife, happy life. Never. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. It is happy spouse, happy house. Yes. Both of you have to be happy. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's true. I mean, just a, just a little um little test, you know, your listeners can do to kind of understand where, um, I came from and why one of the reasons I started changing is, is, um, sit down with a piece of paper and a pen, of course you got to write. Um, one thing that I, I will tell you to do, and this changed me, um, write, write, write down the person that you think you are. Write down all your qualities, all your traits, the person that in your mind you think you are. And then take a step back. Flip the page over, separate page. Write down the actual person you are. I did that. I looked myself in the mirror and said, you're a fucking piece of shit. We, we, we have these two different personalities. We have the vision of who we are in our mind, but nobody tells us who we actually are unless we sit down and think about it. I want to ask you, how emotional did you get when you turned down and you're like, and you started writing down the person who you really are? Like how many levels did you get until you realized like, Oh fuck. You want me to be honest? Um, I was doing a lot of shadow work and shadow work is digging deep into your subconscious. It's digging deep mm -hmm. into everything. Um, I went into hiding for like a week. I wasn't on social media. I didn't leave my house. I didn't talk to anybody. Um, I hit this. Uh, I was, I want to say I was depressed for a couple of days. Um, but throughout all of it, 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 you do, you start noticing your reality changes. You start seeing people leave. You start seeing new people come in, um, different energies, different types of people. It's, it's phenomenal how it works. It, it's I've wild. I've some best friends through this. It, it's fucking wild. Like I remember going through that kind of transition. I did it. I did it a little differently, but almost similar. And you're right. Like you start seeing all these different people coming into your life, and you're like, you're asking for all this good, positive shit to come in, and it's literally coming in. And like you tell somebody that who doesn't believe it, and they're like, oh, life coaching is a hack, and it's just a quick way to make a buck. It's like. No, like this See, shit is not a cult. It's it's a fucking way of life. It's all you know. I, I see a lot of these coaches. They make tens and thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. East which I get. You know, yeah. they're traveling. They're spending a lot of their time. Myself, I, I thought about opening a life coaching business. 
Um, unfortunately, I don't want to. I've had so many people tell me to, so many people tell me to charge and do it. I don't know if that's what I want to do. And sure. the only reason is because all this knowledge is, it's on YouTube. Right. The only problem and the only reason people go to life coaching is that they want somebody to make them accountable. I, I've held myself accountable. Be accountable for yourself. If it's something you really, really, like I really wanted my marriage. I really wanted to be happy. I held myself accountable to make those changes. Um, I, it's not easy for everybody. It's not. Um, and the one phrase that I've heard a lot throughout this journey is so many people wait, like myself, for that traumatic experience to change their lives. Mm-hmm. Why wait for that experience? Why not just do it? You there, There's been many times where there's something that'll piss me off. I'll get in a really bad mood. And I'm like, huh, here's the positive out of this though. I want to keep attracting the positive. If I get negative about this right now, everything is, is going to, it's just, and it's a hundred, but it, it, oh my God, that's what I try and get through to because it's absolutely true. Like I'm fired up just talking about this now because it's, it's so ingrained into me over the last three, four, five years. Like I was never a book reader within the last two years. I've read probably fucking 20, 30, 40 books, audio books. And I'm like constantly read audio, all yeah. audio. Oh, it, it's, it's wild to me. The level of stuff like we already deal with so much negative bullshit in our day anyway, but that's the easy grab because we're already seeing it. So that's the easy grab. It's so that, hard to that. see the good in it or or you do something good and they're like, well, yeah, you ended up doing this. I'm like, who the fuck cares? Like you talked about accountability yeah. and I want to touch on accountability quick before we start wrapping all this up today. Um, I have a really hard time with keeping myself accountable. I'll be I'll be the first one to mention it. I've done that a lot, especially on this podcast. Um, that's just who I am. But what you said was really, really interesting. And I want a lot of people to take this away today. When you really want something, start harnessing that power. Like you said, for your marriage, I wanted to be accountable for my marriage and I wanted to take that. If you're having a hard time being accountable and I had to remind myself of this, harness that energy that you used prior to be accountable for something else that you want moving forward. Instead of saying, oh, this is too hard or, oh, it won't work. It's like, I promise you, if you sit back and you go back and you think about two or three things that you did that you're like, I don't know how I got that done. You'll find the energy to make something happen. A hundred percent. I was going to say something, but I totally forgot what it was. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, definitely hold yourself accountable. Um, And and I, I tell everybody, you know, as far as life coaching goes, my inbox is always open. You can find me on Facebook. Um, I give advice. I give tips. I'm actually, I have a podcast now myself that I do on another network. Um, I have a psych, an intuitive do readings. And then I give life coaching advice based upon what she's picking up. Um, you know, the whole point of life coaching is not digging into your past. It's getting you transitioned and focused on the moment right now and in the future. Um, it, it, it's been a great journey. There was something I was going to say, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking. <laughs> You're just trying to talk yourself through and be like, I'm going to remember this. I, I, was, I was hoping to get that point back. <laughs> it was important. But no, like you said, though, it's 
it's all about the journey. It's not about like your past is your past and, but your past doesn't define who you are today. Like I've changed. You know, uh, absolutely. You, you, you're actually correct. And they've done studies that say, you know, 90% of our past, our brain made up. We don't, we, it's, they say that the way we remember it never actually happened that way. And I, I realized that that could possibly be true. Cause when my mom and I were making our amends, um, like I, I swore when I turned 18, I never talked to my mom again. My mom's now my best friend. Um, I asked her a question about something that I went through with a child and she looks at me and she goes, I don't remember it that way, but here I am 30 some years later, still remembering it the same way. So is there a possibility? Um, but I want to touch real quick before we end about, um, what you said about harnessing that energy and bringing that energy yeah. in. One of the best things to give an example of that is why they say never go to bed angry. That is one thing I have been doing the last year is I am not going to bed mad. I'm not going to bed angry. And the reason is if you go to bed angry, and, and a lot of people don't tell you this, you go to bed angry, that energy is going to carry with you throughout the night. You're going to toss and turn. You're going to be upset. You're going to be mad that you couldn't sleep. You're going to wake up pissed off because you're tired. You didn't sleep. Your child then comes to you and says, Hey, I missed the bus. Can you take me to school? Well, then you're mad because your child, you're taking your child to school. Now you're late for work. But my point is when you wake up pissed off or anything puts you in a bad mood, what's going to happen is everything around you is somehow going to put you in a bad mood. Even if it doesn't, you are going to find the reason that it's putting you in a bad mood. You wake up happy, cheerful. Guess what? You can get into a car accident and just be like, Eh, whatever. Oh, I've, I've been accident. there in these situations yeah. to where something should have put me in a bad mood or pissed me off for the entire day. I'm like, do I really want to carry this around all day? Am I really going to get pissed off at the person that cut me off at seven 30 in the morning? But the positive is, Hey, guess what? You could get pulled over. I'm not, I could also go to work unharmed. You could get into an accident. You know, you, you got to think of those positive situations in every situation you're put in. And then just to, just to finish on that, that kind of stuff translates into the family home because your kids are learning this mm -hmm. information. They're seeing it and they're like, damn, dad is doing this. Like that is a big takeaway. That's something that we harp on this podcast all the time is start those microtransactions because your kids are going to learn it whether you want it to or not. They're either going to find it from you or they're going to find it from somebody else. So why not be that positive influence that you want for your kids? Instead of going back and saying, oh, well, I never taught you this way. Well, in a way you did because it was your subconscious that told them how to do it. And you didn't realize it until much later. Right. And that, that's one thing I'm trying to do with my kids now is actually coaching them as a dad and as a coach, I guess, right. both with them. Um, but my daughter, you know, it, it's before I started this transition and before I started fixing myself, we had very slim of a relationship. She's only four. You know, it was always, I want mom, 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 right. like always mom. And then I noticed throughout this transition and changed her, her energy in our relationship got so much better. Now it's dad, dad, daddy, dad. Mm -hmm. um, and, it, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do it with the stepson. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's a lot of work. It's not easy. Um, but I can tell you as, as proof, it is possible. 100% possible guys take what Mike is saying take 
take whatever I've said today too that might help. If you want to get in contact with Mike, Mike, is there anything else that you want to leave our listeners before we start closing this out, brother? Um, you can find me on Facebook. Um, just my M Hatcher, I think, is my link. Um, I don't use Twitter too too frequently. Instagram at Mike Hatcher official. I'm not really official. It just sounds great. <laughs> it just sounds um, official. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds official. Yeah, but it's not really. In there. Um, and you can also find me. Um, you can check out Paraflix. I know we didn't talk too much about it, which I don't even. I don't care. Um, this is for fathers, but um, Paraflix.com. It is a full streaming service for paranormal, anything cryptid, ab- abnormal, weird. Um, yeah. Hopefully I got some, uh, I'm in the process of, again, like I said, working on a clothing line. I'm bringing back another film team. We're about to go hit some haunted locations. Hell yeah. Uh, Hell I'm yeah. excited. Awesome. So guys, all the links for that will be in the bottom of this episode. If you're watching on YouTube, check that out. If you're on Spotify or Apple, wherever you're at, make sure you hit those links. Check out Mike's work. He has, like I said, I've known this man for probably 10 years or so now since I was in the metalcore scene and, uh, that's why I, wore this shirt. I wore this shirt just for you today. Just for me. And I, I'm looking like a dirtbag. He's all fluid and nice. And I'm just in a hoodie, just like, well, whatever. But I got a fresh haircut. So that's fine. You know, we're, we got to we gotta look good somehow. But Mike, thank you, man, for being on the podcast. It's an absolute honor to have you on, brother. You're, you've always been a brother to me, always will be a brother. And I love your story. I love where you are now. Like I said, I'm fucking proud of you because it helps me become better at what I do. So thank you, man, for being who you are. Same goes to you, man. And definitely, it is an honor to be here. And uh, whenever, if you have anything that you're like, hey, I'm stumped on this, or uh, maybe I get some help, absolutely reach out. Appreciate you. Always. Always. I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm trying not to charge for life coaching. I don't want to, because like I said, it is all natural knowledge. It is all out there. It's on YouTube. Read books. You can figure it out yourself. Um, but anybody, please feel free to reach out. I, I will gladly give you some advice and tips. So there you go, guys. Thank you very much for listening to the Fearless Fathers podcast episode. If you're listening or if you're on YouTube, make sure you hit that like, subscribe, and bell notification so you never miss another episode. Mark, make sure you put that in there. I know uh, my video editor is going to love me for saying that again and again and again. Uh, Continue to go out there and share this podcast with other dads that need this information. If you're on Apple, do us a solid and just leave us a review and like a little thing just helps the algorithm. I I hate pushing for algorithms, but you know it, it, it helps a long way. Go out there, guys. Continue to be the best damn dad you are. Take the notes that Mike gave you today. Use that in your proverbial tool belt to build your foundation to be a better father. And until next time, guys, let's rethink fatherhood.